0: You, I mean, you obviously were in college without NIL, so you weren't making any money outside of scholarship no. check and stuff at Kansas. So what was it like getting your first MBA
1: check? The first thing I realized when it's real lot money, so I got I got my first, uh, so it was like advanced. I got like, you know, a couple hundred thousand. And I go to, um, I was like, oh, like I got a lot of money. So I, I just want to go buy an iPhone. So I just go, I was in LA, I'm going to buy an iPhone. So I bought an iPhone. I left, I look at my bank account and, like, nothing changed on it.
0: You haven't been on a, this kind of caliber of team as the Boston Celtics. How does that kind of feel and where are you trying to find your niche in, in the rotation?
1: I feel like it's a great opportunity and, uh, you know, with the better better players and the uh, better teams, I feel like it, it opens up more opportunity for guys who play in my position and my role, which is... Come out and shoot the ball.
0: Kansas football, it, it's Texas loves to say it, and we're back before textbook. Hey, we're back. I went to the game on Friday, and just the atmosphere, the, the buzz around the program. It used to be in the past
2: where the first two games were over with football, and everyone's like, alright, when's basketball season start? No, that's not the case anymore.
3: Dad used to tell me all the time. He used to tell me all the time, Rock-a- son, don't worry about the mules, just load the way. It's time for nice flannels and cozy socks, but we can't forget to trim our balls. Join the nine million men already using Manscaped and get the kit that covers it all, the performance package 4.0. After you clear the driveway, the performance package has two hot items to cool you down, the crop preserver and the crop reviver, one to prevent stink and one to make sure it stays away. Fresh ball fall is a us. Light a candle, grab your pumpkin spice, and make sure your balls are looking nice with today's sponsor, Manscaped. Nature may rid the leaves of their trees, but it's only the help of Manscaped to make sure your balls are looking ready for sweater weather. Use Manscaped to make sure you're as fresh as a fall breeze when cuffing season comes around. Use our promo code, ROCKCHOCK20, for 20% off of any online order, plus free shipping. Visit manscaped.com and enter promo code rockshock20. What's
2: going on everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Rockshock Unplugged. I'm your host Mitch Lightfoot here with my co-host Chris Tehan. We're excited to talk to Fee McHaly today. Also going to give you guys a quick update. KU football winning games, looking dominant, excited for the future here. Uh, personally, I think uh, we're about we're we're about where we need to be for us to be uh, contenders in the Big 12. So Chris, what do you got?
0: I mean, Kansas football, it, It's Texas loves to say it, and we're back before Texas. But hey, we're back. I went to the game on Friday, and just the atmosphere, the the buzz around the program. I mean, you you can attest to it, Mitch. During football season when we were there, no offense to anybody who was on the football team or whatever, it was all about basketball still. Mm-hmm. And now it's – I mean, the games are super entertaining. Our – offense is so much fun to watch you watch Jalen Daniels I mean he he looks like Pat Pat Mahomes on against Illinois on Friday night he was, oh, was I think
2: the thing that's cool the thing that's really cool about our, our football team now is that it's taking we said this before and I know we're harping on it but it's taking so much pressure off of basketball because it used to be in the past where the first two games were over with football and everyone's like all right when's basketball season start that's not the case anymore like People are locked into football, and and they're uh, they're going to give it its 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 due diligence. And I think Lance Leipold has got has got it going on. And like you said, Jalen Daniels looks like a, looks like he did last year, and, and potential Heisman candidate. If he can continue to, to play at a high level, uh, hopefully the injury bug stays away because that man is special.
0: And I mean, you also you look at Jalen Daniel. And Jalen Daniels, and if he does, you want you want the injury bug to stay away. But then you get a look at Jason Bean the first game too against Missouri State. We gotta have the best starting and backup QB room in America, unless I don't know about somebody. And then no, I
2: I, I completely I completely agree with you. I think I think it allows us to, to play at a high level regardless of, of who's on the field. Uh, obviously, they, they they play similar, but they're also there's different looks to either one of them. I think Jason Bean is is, is, is fast, but he's faster than, than I think most people think too. Like the guy, the guy can fly. He allows us to, to really play some some quarterback option. Uh, I, th- I think that there there'll be an opportunity for for us to use him effectively in games uh, against teams that might not have have the ability to defend def- defend that as well as some other teams. Um, I think Devin Neal's looking amazing. Uh, our, our running back room has looked great. Uh, defensively, uh, Rich Miller has been somebody that I I, I think has, has really stepped up to the challenge and, and given KU a, a chance to, to be special.
0: And I think there was a stat saying that we were top five in pass rush defense this year, or pressures or something like that. I can't remember exact, the exact stat. And everyone had questions about the defense to start the year. And it's not like we played Missouri State and then played South Dakota. We played Illinois, who is a middle of the pack, if not upper part of the pack in the Big Ten. We played fantastic defensively, put a bunch of pressure on the quarterback. We obviously lost a little bit of momentum at the end of the game. And, I mean, you look at Jason Bean, we were talking about, like, it's not a two-quarterback system like we've had in the past where n- neither one of them get rhythm. Jason Bean can go play whatever position because he's an athlete. But then mm-hmm. we're talking about Jalen Daniels being a Heisman candidate. I think people are overlooking Devin Neal. I mean, he has been all over the field in every – Every facet of the game. I mean, he has been in the run game, in the pass game. He just is an explosive big play player, and uh, it's, it's been very fun to watch. I'm very excited to see how the season progresses, and if you aren't already on the KU football bandwagon, you better hop on fast.
2: I—I uh, I was seeing some stuff where was it the Jaguars that were copying Andy Andy plays? Did you see that?
0: I didn't see that. I didn't see that. But his dude, his play the, the was unreal.
2: I'm, I'm pretty sure. I, this is, this is going to kill me. I think it was the Jaguars. We're copying. We're copying uh, Andy Kodal, Nikki's play. I'll have to. I'll have to have the, the video team edit, edit us in uh, a clip of them side by side here. But no, nah, that, that's pretty crazy that we have an offensive coordinator who uh, has has plays getting cherry picked from by NFL teams. I mean, that just attests to the style of football we're playing, and, the, and it allows us to, to to play to play against teams that. Maybe a little bit out of our out of our uh, level skill wise, but like we can surprise them with with our with our playbook and and then how gritty we are. And we run. I mean,
0: I know I don't know a ton about football. I cannot. I, I won't even say I know. In comparison to basketball, fifty percent of the knowledge, but I know that we don't have many formations. We don't have many different plays in the playbook, like different routes, different route trees, different uh, run plays, blocking schemes. We do a great job of using the motion to detect what kind of coverage the other team is to really just confuse these guys where you're having an ineligible receiver on the inside, motioning guy on the outside, thinking that you got to cover this guy. It's really a, it's really a mind bender. And I, I do, I, I love it. I love watching it. It's very fun. Our offense can score with anybody in the nation. It's up to the defense, which I have confidence in, to really stop teams uh, when we get into real Big 12 play, when we're playing like the Oklahomas, the Texas, and stuff like that. But uh, I have a lot of faith in us. And later on in the episode, we'll ask Fee about it. We'll see his uh, prediction on wins. But I think that I would say I probably I probably will say about eight wins. I would say eight, nine. I would not be surprised if, if we got hot in, in Big 12 play and, and really – Gave K State or Texas or Oklahoma or Hoover, you want to say, is at the top a little bit of run for their money?
2: My super hot take is is dark horse Big Twelve uh, contender is Kansas Jayhawks in football, and, and that's something exciting to say. And, and and I feel like it's kind of crazy that it's not even that outlandish. Quite honestly, like we look good, and I think we're gonna we're gonna give we're gonna give people a run for their money. I'm excited to play against K State. Uh, they've been talking a lot of smack recently, so. It'll be cool to, it'll be cool to have the, the hawks back out there uh, ready to ready to take them on uh, Chris I wanted to ask you the black jerseys, everyone has uh everyone's been talking about it what was your opinion on it do you think that they uh, they looked good do you think that that uh, jayhawks uh, should should be wearing the that alternate color what, what do you think
0: you know what I'm not a big I'm not a big blackout fan I'm not a big Black on black fan. Uh, I wouldn't really love it if we did it for the Kansas basketball, but I loved mm-hmm. our uniforms. I think they did a great job of it. I think it made gave some excitement to the game. We did a blackout in the stadium. All the student section was wearing black, so I, I personally loved it.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, I like. I was like I was telling you earlier. I think if as long as, as recruits like it and they think it looks cool, the players like it, they think it looks cool, they're happy with it. Then I think no harm, no foul. Uh, it'll allow us to, to compete with with other uh with other schools in terms of, of recruiting and uh, it's another sick jersey for for uh fans to go out there and buy and have in their game day repertoire so it, it'll it'll be cool to see see those jerseys floating around um, like like you said i don't know if they'll they'll have uh alternate black jerseys for uh for basketball this year but that would be that'd be something that could be on the horizon but with how coach self is and how his superstitions. I don't know if uh, I don't know if those would happen.
0: Yeah, I don't know if that will happen. But hey, let's get uh, one more segment between me and Mitch. I'm starting a new segment because Mitch is in Belgium. He's on today's episode, which is fantastic. Love to have him, but there will probably be some scheduling conflicts. But hey, we're starting a new segment, and it's quote of the day. I thought it would be more visible, but since the boys are starting boot camp on on Monday, the previous Monday when this pod airs, um, the quote of the day. Quote of the episode is, a closed fist hurts a lot worse than an open hand. And the quote's from anybody who's ever been punched. And that's what boot camp's for, is is to make these guys who are all like this right now, not saying that they aren't a team, but to kind of come together a little bit more so they pretty much break the wills of the teams that they play throughout the year. Mitch, I mean, I know that you have been with Coach Self just as long as I have, if not longer. Is that, I mean, that's something he says a good amount of the time, isn't it?
2: Oh, 100%. I, I think that that's, that's a great quote headed into boot camp. It allows uh, it allows the guys to understand that, hey, I mean, it's it's all about we and it's not about me. Um, the sooner the, you can figure that out, the, the easier time you're going to have during boot camp. Uh, Chris, what is one thing that you would tell the guys in this week of boot camp? What is the one thing that they need to do in order to give themselves a chance to have uh, an easier life?
0: I would say communicating picking up your teammates and uh focusing and listening don't be late. yeah don't well, don't be late to anything it's really just about having discipline if you listen to what coach self says give effort have the right attitude be talking it really it's awful it's, it's terrible no doubt about that but it becomes a lot more easy when you aren't doing the extra 55 30s whatever it is uh so it's really just about Picking up your brother, making sure that he's uh, he's okay, he's good, ready to ready to hit the next uh, circuit, sprint, whatever it is. But it's really a team building exercise where you guys sit there and you you find out really what you guys are made of and how deep you guys can dig.
2: Hundred percent, hundred percent. I think that uh, all the guys in our team, we've got some veteran leadership. So uh, everyone that's worried, anyone that's worried about boot camp, lean on your vets. Allow them to to kind of lead the way through. Uh, continue to communicate and continue to understand it's it's we over me
0: for sure and yeah hey the vets will be great uh i mean our last year was more we were really worried about all the freshmen we had coming in which is very understandable your first one's always the worst it gets better you figure it out but yeah give 110 percent of effort and have a smile on your face or at least be yelling while you're doing it
2: yeah get to wednesday all you gotta do is if you can get to wednesday there's light at the end of the tunnel, then you can get to the weekend, and then you can get to the next Monday, Tuesday for your 2022s and 3030s.
0: And yeah, Tuesday is by far the worst day. I mean, that is like, if you get through Thursday, you, or you get through Tuesday, you're, you're through boot camp for real. Like that first Tuesday is, you're sitting there, you get done with that, and you're like, shit, I got Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I got two days break. I can barely walk right now. Then I got to run... 2022s and thirty thirties. it's really a mental game and your bodies can take it you guys are division one high major athletes i mean i did it and i wasn't i'm not the most athletic man You're a freak
2: at athlete. athlete Chris. Don't, sell, I, don't sell yourself I, short you're a freak athlete
0: hey mitch i appreciate that you're gassing me up but hey that's that's it for uh just us two we're, gonna, we're about to bring on stianislav mckay luke uh, everyone really knows him as fee that's a mouthful to say but uh, listen in he is a, it's about to be a great episode rock chalk what's up guys welcome to another episode of rock chalk unplugged i'm chris Tihan, your host co-host mitch lightfoot and we got a special guest today the ukrainian larry bird newest member of the boston celtics sianislav mikhailuk everyone knows him as Spi. don't try to don't try to say the whole thing speed how we doing
1: good man i appreciate the introduction it was wild Nobody called Larry Bird. <laughs> yeah, the
0: Ukrainian Larry Bird. That's pretty good, Chris. Obviously.
2: Way to go. Okay. Steve, good to have you on. I, I'm uh, super pumped to, to get to talk to you today. It's, it's been a while, but I'm glad to catch up. First off, I wanted to, to get your your feelings on being tra- or signing with Boston. Uh, how do you like the city so far and how do you like the team?
1: Oh, it's great. Obviously, they've been uh historically re- really good team in basketball. Um Obviously, it's an honor to be a part of this organization and uh, them being interested in me to bring on board and to play for them. And, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Uh, city is, ain't really done much. I've only been here for a week. so. But, I mean, city city is a city. I've never been a, never been a guy who, like, go to teams and be like, oh, let me see what what's going on in the city and stuff. But there's a lot of stuff, a lot of restaurants. Um, obviously, I feel like there's a lot of colleges here as well. So it was like Harvard, uh, Boston College, uh, and like a bunch of other colleges. So it's pretty, pretty, pretty crowded.
0: So, Steve, you ba- you bounced around to a couple teams, and you haven't really been on a caliber of team. I mean, when you got drafted to the Lakers, that was LeBron's first year, but you haven't been on a, this kind of caliber of team as the Boston Celtics. How does that kind of feel, and where are you trying to find your niche in, in the rotation?
1: Uh, I it feel it's great. Uh, obviously, uh, Obviously, it'll be tough. It's always, always competition as in any other NBA team. But, uh, yeah, I, I feel like it's a great opportunity. And, uh, you know, with the better better players and the uh, better teams, I feel like it it opens up more opportunity for guys who play in my position and my role, which is, you know, come out and shoot the ball. And uh, guys like, you know, Jalen Brown, Justin Tatum, uh, they – Put so much pressure on on defense, and which opens up a lot of a lot of opportunities for for guys like me.
2: Chris, you mentioned it. I wanted to ask you about being drafted by the Lakers. What was that like? Obviously, L. A. is a huge sports town, and the Lakers are arguably a top three sports team in all of sports. What uh, what do you, what did you think about that situation, and how did you enjoy L. A. Uh,
1: it, it was. Definitely crazy coming from you know Lawrence to LA right away. Um, but on the other hand, I was really excited and uh, just just to get to NBA overall. And uh, I didn't really do much my, my rookie year in the city at all. I was just going to a gym and back. But uh, you know, it's a great weather, uh, same weather all, all year round. Just put some you know, flip flops, shorts, go go to go to practice. Uh, all the games sold out, especially when LeBron came in. It was his first year, so it was definitely like every game sold out. Everybody coming to watch him, and uh, I feel like we we had a pretty good team. And but a couple of injuries happened, uh, you know, take us take us out, of course. And then I got traded. So who
2: was uh, who was your mentor on that team? Like who was the guy that really took you under your wing, under his wing? Being your first year in the league,
1: uh, I would say Rondo. He he was my vet that year. Um, but obviously we had a lot of vets. But again. JaVel, LeBron, uh Mike Beasley, Lance Stevenson, Rondo. So we, we we had a lot of different characters, but uh and we had like really really young great young quarters. Alonzo, uh, Josh Hart, um uh, Brandon Ingram, but uh yeah, Rondo Rondo was like uh was like my vet.
0: So you mentioned Ronda, you, uh, you mentioned it? Lance Stevenson. I forgot he was on that Lakers team. <laughs> He's known for just being really just Lance Stevenson. How is he as a, as a locker room guy? Everyone thinks he's a terrible locker room guy and his antics or whatever get in the way, but I would like an opinion of someone who, who shared the court with them for a good amount of time.
1: Uh, I would, I mean, he's not a terrible locker room guy. He's, he is a little wild. <laughs> he's a, he's a funny wild guy, but, uh, I, I wouldn't say he's terrible. It just, uh, depends what, what team you put him on. And, uh, you know, the team that trying to win a championship and uh, everybody needs to be focused and play the right way. And it, I would say for him, it's not mainly the locker room. It's just like the way he played, uh, it, it was just a little different for what – I would say he, he just played a little reckless. He,
0: he's, what, uh, he's, a, he's a boomer bust guy. He's going to either go out there and give you a ton of energy. And I yeah. mean, do the guitar stuff.
1: But and- sometimes you like I feel like you don't know what's gonna happen when he has the ball. If he scores then he just like like uh, he's hot, so he's gonna he gonna shoot next like two, three possessions. <laughs> so he was like sometimes it was we, we <laughs> so we had a game and I think it was I forgot it was preseason, or it was like first couple of game in the <laughs> first couple of games in the season. So it was like a fast break and uh I forgot what happened. Either he scored or something. And next fast break, he he going and is like two on one, him and Javel. and he was trying to throw that lob behind the back, and it was a turnover, and they scored. And like obviously he got subbed out, but like I feel like situations like him for him kind of slow slow down here, and like his minutes went down because of that.
2: What uh? We talked to CB and Oach about this a little bit. What were your um? rookie duties like what do they make you do as your rookie initiation for the league
1: um I would say just basic stuff do whatever as you do if we're on the road if for example it's like 10-11pm and somebody calls you or come to my room usually they like just text you or call you and be like hey I need you to go to a store give me that 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 or for every flight I have to bring cards new, new deck of cards cause you know, people play cards, gambling. Um yeah, so like it, it's little stuff. It's not, not crazy, but I mean obviously sometimes it can get annoying, but they like if you go to a store and they ask like for example, Javel called me like I need some chips, I need some water, like snacks, so I go it cost me like, I don't know, thirty dollars. So he give you a hundred. So which is like I I don't mind that.
0: So, I'm what? Sorry. You I mean you obviously were in college without NIL so you weren't making any money outside of scholarship no. check and stuff at Kansas so what was it like getting your first NBA check I know LA takes so much of like that percentage yeah. of it in taxes but what what was the feeling when you got your first couple of checks and were like okay this is yeah. this is real and a lot of money
1: yeah. uh, the first thing I realized when it's real uh, money so I got I got my first uh, so it was like advanced. I got like you know a couple hundred thousand. And I go to um I was like, oh, like I got a lot of money. So I, I just wanted to go buy an iPhone. So I just go I was in the lab going to buy an iPhone. So I bought an iPhone. I left, I look at my bank account, and like nothing changed on it. Like I was like oh shit, that like I got a lot of money. Like, I went <laughs> in, I I I, I got an iPhone, which like for me in college it was like a lot like thousand nine hundred, like thousand dollars, a lot of money so, like I look at it, and like I look at my bank, I was like, nothing really changed, except like, it went from like, to 167, it went to like, 166.
0: Yeah, it, it, like, you had to get that itch exactly. after me. It's like, like okay, you look, what what do I get next? What do I get next? Exactly.
1: Yeah, but I mean, obviously, you, you gotta be smart with it. I never really was that guy that needed a lot of stuff, but like, for me, it was like the moment when I realized like it's a lot of money when you just go as a kid, you buy your iPhone, whatever iPad, and you look at it. it was like nothing really changed. So it was like it was like yeah.
2: So talking about like the, the big boy business side of things, how is the NBA a business compared to college? Like I know in college, like it's a little bit more sheltered than the NBA. How is how is the the NBA a, a business?
1: Like what do you mean by that? Like
2: with in, in terms of like with. Trades
1: and oh, hey, like uh, you're, you're going
2: here today. Like
1: hey, you've been traded. Like things yeah. of that nature. Uh, yeah, obviously, college is no it's kind. Of, right now it's college business. Before, when I was there and y'all were the there, is like I mean, first couple years y'all were it's no really business. You go and you just play. You don't really get paid nothing. You just go and play. But NBA, yeah, it's uh, you go in. You got to understand, uh, I learned it quick. I learned it in the first six months. Uh, you got to understand that obviously you got to perform to the highest level. Even if you do perform to the highest level, uh, you still might get traded because it would be better for a team or team has different views of what they want to do next year or a couple years ahead. So I feel like you got to understand that you you're going to be viewed as a in terms, it's like piece of stock. So if your stock high, you're going to you're going to get more offers on that. Uh people would want to buy it because you know your value go up. If your stock low, it obviously not much, different. yeah, for sure.
0: And I mean, yeah, and um, you're you're a you're a great basketball player, but you're on a team with LeBron James first year. Just everybody on that team who isn't a LeBron or an AD or something like that, are they just thinking, "Uh-oh, I'm gonna get traded," or is it more of a like love to play for another opportunity? May not be as long, but I mean, he controls like when you. talk about a business; that man yeah. makes the business triple in size, and that moves they make, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Was that kind of the feeling that everyone was pretty much replaceable and kind of like just really couldn't settle in?
1: Uh, I feel like yes and no. Uh, for me, I mean, obviously I worked out well. I went to Detroit and uh, I got bigger opportunities. You know, play play good and uh but yeah, if you're on a teams like that they're trying to win championship and uh you don't perform to to your highest potential or to the highest level you can perform, uh yeah, it's like uh, we gotta find somebody who's gonna who's gonna like be better or because it's, you know, it's LeBron, he's trying to win every year, they're not trying to be like, Oh maybe Maybe we're gonna win this year. Maybe not. They're like, no, we trying to win really hard. So we gotta get best pieces that we can get, even if it's you know, like they did with the AD. So they traded, they traded Lonzo, Bi, Josh Hart. Uh, then they traded Mo Wagner, Isaac Bonga. So they traded like all those people to get the right piece they need. So they they then in the in the future ended up you know Bi All Star. I mean, Lonzo played really great, obviously uh, his injury. But Josh Hart is really, really, really good. Uh, you know, great role player. So it's like they don't really, they don't really, they didn't look in the future. They just needed like, okay, we need to win right now. So how we can, how we can do that?
0: Yeah, and I mean, it's a that's a huge market team, and then you have you add LeBron to it, makes it even bigger. And I mean, yeah, you're a young guy. And if you lose six, seven games in a row, I'm sure everyone, everyone's thought in the back of their head. Or if you go on, like, a slow streak is, uh-oh, they're going to find a way to I – mean,
1: Oh, no, right? for sure. I feel like we we, we definitely didn't – before I got traded, uh, or, like, in the – like, January, we, we were, like, fourth in the West. So then I got traded. Obviously, I didn't really – I didn't really follow that. But, uh, yeah, we're, like, fourth in the West. But then Bron got hurt. Ronda got hurt. um so it was like they they went down all the way to I don't think they made the playoffs, but uh, yeah you just gotta you gotta perform and uh, when you don't obviously you start thinking because when especially when the trade trade deadline coming up everybody like man I I got traded on the plane I was on the plane we were gonna take off to Boston and uh, Zubas was behind me he tapped me and was like hey bro you got traded and showed me like on Twitter I was like wow.
0: So you, I mean, you, right. found, out, yeah, you, you found out on Twitter, yeah. on the team play. Like, the rest of that plane ride, you just sitting yeah. there, like, shooting the shit with people? Or yeah, just nobody
1: like- knew. It was like, we literally, literally, we literally, like, driving to take off. And the dude telling me behind like, oh, wow, see, he got traded, too. But he got traded to Clippers. <laughs> I got traded to Detroit. Yeah, he you didn't, didn't
0: have to move anywhere. But, I mean, you're just on the flight the rest of the time, yeah, yeah. like, maybe having a dream. Yeah,
1: I got a DeBalse Boston Yeah, I got a DeBalse yeah, DeBal, next day. I had to... Uh, Fly to uh, Detroit. That's
0: wild.
2: That's crazy. So like how do, like how does that work? Like you landed in like your plane took off, you landed like do you get off the plane, like shake everybody's hands, see you later, like
1: my yeah, here, that's, 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 that's I got I got on the bus, uh talked to a couple of people, you know, talked to a coach. Uh then yeah, you just talk to them. Hey, right, good luck everybody. I'll see you when talk to you. <laughs> hey,
0: <I> mean, <laughs> that's crazy. They, they ship your stuff though, too, right? Like when you you went right to Detroit and they ship like tried Yeah, to- if you get yeah.
1: traded, yeah. No, if you get if you get traded, teams team usually uh pay for your uh shipping.
2: Very cool. All see, right. I wanted to transition. I wanted to transition and go back and talk about your time coming to KU from Ukraine, being one of the you you are the youngest player in Big 12 history. Talk about that transition going from playing over there to playing in Lawrence for Coach Self. Like, what was the adjustment like there?
1: Uh, obviously, it was overwhelming because me coming to a different country, and I, obviously, I didn't know anything about it. Like, just from only – I knew a little bit about college only from watching, you know, movies or, like, some TV shows. But, but like, when I got there, it really hit me. Like, it was I, I was really excited because – it was like different world for me because college and university back home it's not really as college and university in American, for example, or even like college and university in Europe is not as the same as American college. So it was yeah. a lot of it a lot of great experiences, um, and especially just being a student, way different. But just being a student athlete and you know play play the game you love every day. Uh, it was definitely a really exciting time
2: when you got to KU who were you, who were your uh, your first friends on the team like who, who uh, like I said earlier
1: who took you under their wing here and could you
0: I mean how uh, well did you speak English when you first got to Kansas did you like practice uh, not, when you got
1: there? not really yeah not really well I knew like basic English stuff cause I had to I did um, I did the test I guess to figure out what what level of my English was and it was like Level three out of five, I guess. But I had to. I still had to take like my first two years. I was taking the English classes only. Like I I didn't have like regular classes. Mm -mm. So it it, it was it was it was average, below average. But like in the locker room, I couldn't understand what people say. And in practices, like I had to talk to like Tyler and Evan and be like, like try to like what what he say what he say because everybody it's different when you get into surrounding of people that speak english every day and when i was learning english is like more grammatically right english when you get to the states is like people say people say like what not like what are you doing or what what is you doing so i'll be like okay so that's what like it is really hard to pick up at first but then like when you're just being surrounded people especially if you're a young person it's uh easier to pick up and uh no, just understand people and talk to them. Trying to talk to them every day because every time I went to the restaurant, like I, I look at the menu, I can read it, but I don't know what that is. So it just ask yeah. like, all my teammates, like, or I look what everybody ordered and then trying to figure out all the other stuff. But yeah, and first first person, the funny enough, first person I met was a detail. He was walking into a in the dorm, it was like the first person I met. But on my visit, uh, it was Evan Manning, Tyler Self, and uh, Wayne Selden. So that was my three hosts.
2: Today's episode is brought to you by Factor Meals. Super excited to be partnered with Factor because I use them all the time. I love Factor. It's a quick, easy, fresh, healthy chef prepared meal. Allows me to be easy. at the top of my game for longer. It's healthy. It's hard to find fast food that's good for you, Factor's the way to go. Do you use them a lot?
0: I use them a lot, and when he says fast food, this is the fastest food you can get. You don't have oh, to drive anywhere and go to a drive-thru. I mean, you pull it out of your fridge and you poke a couple holes in the little in the, in the the film, put it in the microwave two minutes and it's ready. They're just fast, easy, get me going in breakfast, get me going at lunch when I'm having a hard day at work or a fast day at work. They're easy, they're healthy, and uh, they taste really, really good. Head
2: to factormeals.com slash rockchalk 50 and use code rockchock50 at checkout for 50% off your meal. Meal. That's right. Head to factormeals.com slash rockchock50 and use code rockchalk 50 for 50% off your order. Head there now. I love them. Chris loves them. Support the pod. Support factors. We love y'all.
0: How much did uh, like being friends with D. K. and Wayne Selden kind of, I mean, you you have a, you have a slang kind of Southern accent to your, to your voice, especially being from Ukraine. Like every time I talk to people that have met you, they're like, this does not sound like I would think that he would sound. How?
1: I mean, I mean, I can if you want me to, but it's really bad. <laughs> I mean,
0: you you have it, dude. Like you've had it ever since the first time I met you too. When we had a fir- our first conversation, I was like, okay, yeah, this dude learned. He learned from definitely like a D-Tay or a Wayne Sullivan. How much did that yeah. play? But, like, all, all
1: my all my roommates was like, I mean, first year it was like Evan, but when we moved to the uh, to the mansion, it was like me, Jabari, Wayne, and D-Tay. So it was like my my roommates the whole time. So that's that's what I had to kick it with.
0: You played with Jamari. See, I want to ask you. Huh? You played with Jamari. You played with Jamari Trailer? Yeah. I did not know that.
1: Yeah, I think two, my junior and senior year. Yeah. I think it was three. Maybe even four. No, no. Oh, no. no it, was, free- it was my first, second, no, two years. My freshman and uh, sophomore year.
0: My brother Connor played with Jamari, and he's like 10 Yeah, Jamari
1: was the red shirt. He was the red shirt freshman, so he set out first year. Yeah, true. Steve, so how, uh, did.
2: how did Coach recruit you from the Ukraine to Kansas? Like, what is? Uh, so like, I came, how did you recruit
1: you? I came to the, uh, the Nike Hoop Summit game in Portland. And uh, that was my first time ever being in America. And, uh, yeah, after that, Coach Self came in. Uh, I guess he flew into Portland. I don't know. It was uh, him and Coach T. And, uh, yeah, they sit down with me, talking. I Obviously, I didn't know what they're saying. Maybe 10%. Twenty percent, I know. Twenty percent, what they saying. but uh, yeah, they that's how that's how they uh, recruited me. And
0: uh, how, yeah. So, yeah, so everybody we talked to on the show, former players, current players, they talk about wanting to come to Kansas because of the tradition and what they're what they're known for. Allen Fieldhouse. How much of that did you know, or did you know any of it?
1: Like, why did you decide on Kansas? Uh, I I know nothing, but when I was back home, <laughs> when I was back home, I was. Uh, so when I was deciding, okay, like either I'm going to Europe or I'm trying to go play like college basketball. So I decided I want to go play college basketball. So I, I watched like a couple of games. Only, only school I knew because of how they is Duke. Like there was, okay, the college basketball, like I knew like, okay, Duke and I knew North Carolina. I knew Kansas, but it was like, I just heard about it. But like everybody knew Duke. But then I was watching the game, and I was watching, uh, I think, Andrew Wiggins' game, Kansas versus K-State, and, uh, I mean, it looked fun, and then I was like, oh, there's, like, great atmosphere, like, I want to play there, but it was just, overall, I want to play in college basketball, like, it was not like I want to play for Kansas, I I just want to play in college because it's great atmosphere, like, games look fun, but then when I started going to visits, and my coach would win me, he, uh, we had, I had, so I went to an unofficial visit to Oregon. Then I had to visit Virginia. But I have all the bunch of other schools, like Arizona, Duke, North Carolina, blah, 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 blah. And then my coach was talking to me, he was like, we're just going through every school. And then when we turned, it was like a big pages of schools, like names and pictures. And he turned to this one, he was like, this school is like one of the best schools, basketball players in the country. So like, if you go there, like, you're going to play in the, Best atmosphere, best bet. Like you're gonna be playing with the top, top, top people. So that's how that's how I knew. That's how I learned about Kansas because he told me about it.
0: How was that? How was that first time? I mean, late night probably was your first time playing in Allen Fieldhouse. When you ran out of that tunnel, yeah. what like what was it like? Were you thinking, okay, this isn't what I expected. I know European basketball. The fans there are absolutely insane. But was it comparable? Yeah. Was it just like awestruck? How how was that feeling?
1: Uh, I would say it was obviously really loud. It's only a couple of places that get that loud uh, in college or, I mean, Europe, a couple of places, but NBA, obviously nothing that really gets that loud. I mean, playoffs, some teams, but like how people like cheer and support you. Like, I feel like it was, it was a great experience for me just coming out and seeing everybody, uh, you know, everybody know every player and trying to support him and you know, just love the game of basketball.
2: Is it more See, like I, a- uh, I it- wanted to ask yeah. you, have you seen the stuff on Twitter about the Noah Lyles saying that NBA champions aren't world champions right. and why are they calling yeah. themselves world champions? I wanna is your opinion on that? Being as being a guy that has played in Europe before, has played yeah. in the FIBA World Cup and has also played in the NBA? Like what what is your opinion? Is an NBA champion a world champion? Yeah.
1: Uh as for me, when people say world champion, I usually put it more to the national team like stuff. Because it's you know best people in the world play against like it's best countries. So I feel like when people say world champion, I usually first my first thought is like World Cup or Olympics.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But uh on the other side is best teams and best players. Play in NBA, so I, I my personal opinion, I think any NBA team would be any European team, even you know, yeah. Last year, last year, but like even like in soccer, for example, I don't think people call themselves world champs. They just you know the league of champions. Yeah, yeah. So when they win that, they just say we the champion. Like. Champions of the League of Champions, but yeah, world champs. I feel like as as for me personally, I would put it more on the side of if you win the World Cup or Olympics, then you you can say world champion. Do you think in the game finals
0: game. be able to go to the FIBA? Like if the Golden State Warriors and their big run and this year the Nuggets, if they went and played in that in FIBA, do you think that they would be world champions? Right, I, I feel like in my opinion they would be. If you took a team that played together, had all these plays if you do that, time, yeah, I
1: think so. Yeah, if you do that, and you play like, for example, best team in NBA. Like, for example, NBA champs play against yearly champs. Yeah, then I feel like.
0: Well, I'm talking. I'm that. talking yeah. NBA champs against Germany because didn't Germany just win the FIBA? Like, if they played in a game head to head, I feel by like. Germany might have,
1: have some people. by Germany might have some players from that team.
0: Just make two of them. It's fine. We, I mean, we are. <laughs> simulated. we <activity>. Simulated. <laughs> cool. see what if happens.
1: If, if you would put like Denver and Serbia, like Jokic will have to play for somebody. The Nuggets. Okay, so Serbia not going to win because they don't have their best player.
0: Okay, but I'm saying like no, not in that way. So the Germany, I don't think anybody from the Nuggets is from Germany. I don't think anybody, unless they're a bench player or something. No, nobody. So the Nuggets would beat Germany. I think so, yes. Okay. So world champions.
1: If if they do that. But again, for me, if you say world champions, uh I would say World Cup or Olympics that's what qualify people to themselves. It the, v you played in the World
2: Cup with uh Ukraine, right? Yeah. yeah. How was how was that experience? What is that experience like compared to compared to being in the NBA? Uh
1: I would say Again, it's more of a European basketball, but uh, it was it was me. It was I, I think it was a year before I got to Kansas. And again, it was the the great time. I played against the uh, United States. Uh play against all the, you know, Young Kyrie, Clay, uh James Harden, D. Rose was coming back from the injury, so he was doing his bribe. How did uh, you play? I just scored like three points, I think. It's more than it's more than DeMar, I scored I remember I scored on DeMar DeRose I scored a three.
0: That's, yeah, that's three more points than I was for. Okay, so let's go back to your. I mean, you had a great career at Kansas, but I think the most memorable year outside of your junior year when we lost to Oregon in the Sprint Center just absolutely freak game. Your, uh, your last year, my first year, we went to the Final Four. And I hate to say it like this because we were a great team, but we really were a Cinderella story. We had no business doing what we did. 14 straight, Big 12. But
1: we had seven people playing basketball. Seven? Really? <laughs> was big. seven people. Hey, Chris. <laughs> yourself. Six yourself. Six and a half.
0: <laughs> well, we <laughs> had out. It was missions, mission uh, – uh, Mentioned Sosa, Sosinski were the guys playing in the Big 12 tournament. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. He was playing too, I remember. Big, big
0: Sosa, baby. Is that something you hang your hat on? Like, that year was a victory? Because, I mean, it was. Like, we have a record that won't be touched again. Is that not the equivalent to a national championship? But did you walk away from Kansas being like, I did, we did what we could do?
1: Uh, I would say I I, I did my best, but uh, it was definitely. Um, upsetting that we didn't, you know, win the national championship. But I, I feel like we, uh, we accomplished a lot. Uh, obviously, could have could have been differently if you know, junior year we hit a couple, couple more shots, and you know, they were hitting some crazy backboard. Tyler Dorsey was hitting some crazy backboard threes. Um,
0: Offensive rebound, bank in three. God, I was like crying at my house watching that
1: game. He I was wow, dude. I was like, God damn. But that was
0: Dylan uh, brooks is was, was Dylan Brooks.
1: yeah, but I feel like we we had a you know four big twelve championships um you know, I feel like we we played great overall, and with the you know our last year with the we had like seven eight people that are eligible to play, and as far as we went, which i never I never really thought about it, but uh yeah, we had like seven i mean Sam Cummings was coming in, he couldn't even play. Till the half of the season,
2: yeah.
1: So it was just, uh, yeah. I, I I I wouldn't say we overachieved, but we definitely people didn't expect us to do that well. I remember we, people were saying like we're gonna be the one who gonna uh, break the streak of the fourteen in a row. For, I mean, I mean, yeah, for a
0: little one. bit, for a little bit, we were, yeah. we were looking like it. I mean we, we lost,
1: we lost uh, Yeah, we lost Arizona State. Then we lost at home to Texas Tech, and I was like, oh wow, yeah. We lost I'll three like, straight. No I mean, I don't count the third game in Kansas City. That I don't count it.
0: But I mean, that was the first We like, did lose was, three straight, but it was
1: not three. It okay, was, it, was not, it was not three straight at home. But it was three straight, yes.
0: Yeah, they did say home. So who was the three, three of, straight uh, losses? Well, they said Sprint huh? Center was home. They're like, that was the first time in the coach self era or like Kansas history that we had lost three in a row at home. And they counted the Sprint Center game yeah. as a home game.
1: Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't count that.
2: So we lost Oklahoma State and Texas Tech. Texas Tech, and then who was the third one? Was it Washington?
1: Oh, Washington, Washington, yeah.
2: Washington, yeah, 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 dude. I you can't count this. The Sprint Center great. Don't be wrong. Right?
1: Huh?
0: It was no Arizona State, Arizona State was earlier. No Arizona no, State really. was the last game we played before uh, finals. So we played Washington at the Sprint Center. We played Arizona State. Uh, on a Sunday or something, got smacked, and then we played Texas Tech, where they told us. Yeah, but we did, we did. We did lose two. to.
1: Uh, we did lose to Oklahoma State too. Yeah, but it was not in was, row. But we still lost. Yeah.
0: All right, so I'll let you. I'll let you tell a little bit of the story because the, I forgot about the Oklahoma State. It was what the hundredth. What What was the anniversary? 120.
1: Oh, it was. One hundred twenty. It was it was some crazy anniversary, so everybody came in.
0: It was the it was the ten year anniversary yeah, the, of, like something. We had some kind of anniversary. All the all I think it was like fifty
1: nine. or seventy five. I forgot, but it was like a big big date. or maybe one hundred twenty. But it was like a big day. Everybody like Larry Brown came back. Like I think I don't remember if Danny Manning was there. But like it was there. every everybody came back towards that game, and then uh, obviously we lost. But and then we had like the banquet after that, and. Uh, so we all came to the back when Coach Self started talking, and he just he just started blasting us in front of all the people that was there. Like it was so embarrassing, and he was just like apologizing for like all the people that came. He was like, "I'm sorry that y'all came in to watch us lose, blah blah blah." But like, I'm so embarrassed. I was like, he just blasting us. And it was like it was it was really 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 tough and embarrassing moment for me. Especially. These are the
2: sorriest guys I've ever <laughs> yeah. had here.
1: And it was, no, it, it was like, it was so many, it was like a lot of people there and he just like going at us in front, like he he went on stage, like literally in front of everybody, he just started talking real, real mean about us. It.
0: it was, it was like, there was what, 200 <laughs> people there, all the former guys who played at Kansas, all the big donors. Yeah, yeah, And he ripped, he ripped us for a solid like 35 minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah, literally apologized yeah. to everybody, like, I'm sorry, these dudes are so soft. Like, you guys, they don't deserve to wear this <laughs> uniform, whatever. My brother was there. Yeah. And he, uh, we, like, rode home together. He was, he said something to be like, I don't even think that we got our ass ripped that bad at any point. Yeah. Like, no, it was, it was bad, dude. <laughs> is that,
2: the, is that the worst, you guys, like, the worst ass chewing you guys have had with Ghost Like, it, it was by far mine. I, I don't know. What about you guys? I
1: mean, it was just, it was just bad because it was in front of all the people that, you know, played there and all the, like, coach is a coach there and you know just like in front of everybody I I feel like that's that's worse unless he would have said that to us like in during the practice it would still be bad but we would be like okay
0: it it was super embarrassing and I mean like no one really I didn't feel like I should go shake anybody's hand after I think all of us bounced immediately like people were looking at us funny staring at us or like not making eye contact whatever it was but it was one of those times where I was like okay yeah We we let we let some people down
1: there. <laughs> no, nah, for sure, for sure it was it was it was a pretty embarrassing moment. Speaking
2: of uh, Coach Self, I posted on Instagram asking for people's uh, questions they had for you, Steve. One of them was, "What is Coach Self like off the court, away from basketball?"
1: Uh, totally different person, totally different person. <laughs> uh, I mean, in a good way. Uh, obviously, great guy, uh, charismatic, always, you know. If any players former players need help with anything they call him and you know he'll he'll try to do everything to help him out in, in any anywhere shape for him and uh really supportive uh you know great friends so I feel like I feel like all the guys that come into to school don't like him at first, but then at, by the end of their uh career in kansas uh they they really really like that guy and uh you know, really appreciate what he have done for each And each his other.
0: switch, his – Coach self switch, and everybody asked me about, like, what is he like. His switch from as soon as practice ends, after he gives his speech. Oh, for
1: sure. Yeah, yeah, It
0: is so quick. I mean, yeah. he will sit there, and you will think that, like, he doesn't want to ever talk to you again. You're about to get kicked off the team, and then you'll yeah. go up to him after and be like, hey, bud, love you, man. Like, make you feel like a million yeah. dollars. Like, he, he has that switch no, where sure. he turns it off and on.
1: Yeah, that would – like, I – for me, it would be hard to do because if I just, you know, yell at you for hour and a half, two hours, like call you all the words and all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: not. It's not just like that, yelling. Just like, it is like really attacking <laughs> you as a person, as like, a yeah, sure. player, everything.
1: For sure. And then you just like after that, you do become like best friends. I'd be like, it really, it would be really hard for me to do if I, as I, if I would be him. But you know, he he doing a great job with it, and I feel like. You under, Like, the more you be around him, you understand that basketball is basketball and, you know, life is life.
2: How different is uh, Coach Self's coaching style from, like, NBA coaches? Because I know, like, in, in college, Coach Self has all the control. And in, in, in the NBA, I feel like the players have all the control on us.
1: Yeah, uh, that's for sure different. I feel like not even – not just Coach Self. I feel like all the college coaches and NBA coaches is different because – in NBA, everybody, you know, professional players and been been around basketball for a long time, and I feel like, uh, as people say, NBA is the players' league, and uh, you know, sometimes it is. Some coaches like you know, Popovich or you know, Spo, uh, other like high high top, top coaches that can yell at people, and uh, but again, it, it, even if they yell at people, it's like everybody understands. Uh, uh like Tibbs, uh then my coach and uh Steve Clifford and uh, uh Fort Charlotte. I feel like those old school coaches even if they yell like you gotta you gotta understand like it's like it just, it's just basketball. And uh, when people get older, more mature, uh they understand that more and they don't take it personal. And people people some ask me that same players, kind of question. Some, some players take it some players do take it personal. But it just uh again you just gotta understand
0: people ask me that question all the time like what's the difference between them I say that in college basketball you can take a in college and high school you can take a team that's not as talented and make them want it so bad like any team can do that any coach can do that and in the NBA there's only a few coaches that can do that I mean yeah you got you got Popovich maybe Thibodeau he ends up usually running people into the ground. I would, I'm going to ask you about yeah. like kind of his coaching style after, but would you agree with, like, you can take a non-talented team in college and go do great things just because you're so damn competitive. And the NBA, you do need some talent just because those dudes are, are unreal. You can win as bad as you want, but you're not stopping Steph Curry if you don't have the, enough talent.
1: Yeah, for sure. Obviously, yeah. you you got to have talent, but... I mean, you, you got to have talent to get to playoffs. Or, but then... Even even not that like you, you gotta have competitive spirits, talent, and like focus, and to, to get because it's it's thirty teams, and there's only eight from each side get to playoff. So it's like it's really really hard. So you d- definitely gotta be te- to get to an NBA. You gotta be talented. Yeah. So it's like that's the first, first thing. So I, everybody talented in the NBA. But then you got to understand how to play basketball and you got to know your role. You got to you got to buy into your role. So it's like it's a lot of things that come up to together in NBA than in college, as, as you were saying, if, even if you got not as talented guys, if they play really hard. they probably going to be the guys who's more talented, but don't play as hard.
0: I mean, yeah, you look yeah. at teams in the tournament, they'll go far. Like, I mean, what, San Diego State? And did they have one person drafted? There's teams like that that can go to the final four, go to the elite eight, and have nobody drafted, nobody be able to play on the next level. It's I don't know. It just it's it's a combination of talent and being competitive in the NBA. But in college, you can just be competitive and still find your way through matchups because there's so many teams that aren't scouting. Scouting.
1: Yeah, for sure. But again, to win, you gotta be talented and you gotta play really hard. So if if, if you really think about winning a championship in you know, in NCAA level, you, you, you have to have talent, and you really have to compete every game.
0: But the, I feel like college, like you're playing one game. If you get hot for those, oh, for sure,
1: yeah. Every, every, every game matters. It's not like, yeah.
0: But the 16th seed, as we've seen, could beat a one seed if they catch them on a good day, and they just gotta beat them one time. The 16th seed isn't gonna go to a seven game series. And beat oh yeah, for sure, Any yeah. one seed ever.
1: That's what that, that's why that's why everybody like uh, March Madness It's, you know one game, and uh, hey sometimes, sometimes you know stars align the wrong way and you know you ain't gonna make shots and uh, you gotta figure out other ways to win the game. But uh, yeah, and like anything can happen in March Madness.
2: Chris, I want to do a speed round where we ask as many quite as many questions as fast as you can. Speed, you gotta answer them. It can be one word or a sentence. But I'm going to ask stuff like what's your favorite game you've played in, favorite venue, uh, a bunch of different stuff. So we'll start now. I want to ask you, what is your favorite venue to play in in college basketball outside of Allen Fieldhouse?
1: Outside of Allen Fieldhouse? Yeah, favorite place to play. Oh, that's tough. Um, uh, Actually, it was fun. The fun game was – I feel like every year was different. First couple of years, K State was really good, but then they fell off. Uh, I feel like my last year Texas Tech game was really good.
0: Maybe yeah, my it was a blackout Favorite spice spice.
1: Yeah, that, that one was good. Uh, what, uh, what's your favorite? Uh, West Virginia favorite? always have West Virginia games was great too. You,
0: they were good. What was
1: they your favorite good, restaurant too. in Morris? Huh?
2: Favorite restaurant in Morris.
1: Uh Ah, uh, I mean, I know everybody will to say Jefferson's, but
2: uh it's not a bad, not a bad answer.
1: Uh, man. Kobe's? I would say Kobe's. Okay.
2: Kobe's good. Kobe's good. Favorite bar in Lawrence.
1: Ooh, uh. Again, it changed from year to year. So my first obviously my first two years it was uh it was the Hawk, but then we started to go to brothers, so I feel like those two I mean Tonic when it was tonic, like I feel like for my first two years it was like the best time, but then it just everything, you know, start dying down. What, a was, little bit.
2: what was your favorite game from from college?
1: Would you like video favorite game? game you in. Oh, favorite game. <sighs> Obviously, the LEA game when we went to uh, Final Four, but uh, I mean, I've been at even me. When we played against Oklahoma at home when Buddy Hill had forty six, we won it was, it was it was a great game. Uh, when we were down like fourteen with like two minutes left against West Virginia, we won that game. That was a good game. Uh not not the Duke what, game I where think, you
0: hit one of the like bigger shots Yeah, got. I
1: was gonna no. say the L L L A game when we went to Final Four. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Who were,
2: uh who's the hardest player to guard in the NBA?
1: NBA, I mean, every team has one that you can't guard. (laughs) You can't go like, you can't go start like LeBron, KD, Steph, Kyrie, Luka, like every, every, I feel like every team has a couple. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum.
0: We usually get two answers as Steph and Dame. Because Dame hits stuff from... Ooh, I
1: forgot Dame, yeah, Dame.
0: Steph and Dame are usually the answers, because Steph, you got chased around the whole damn game. And it's like, oh, for
1: sure, yeah. He run nonstop.
0: And Dame, because he just shoots it from anywhere.
1: Yeah. B, what I, was get, your K, I feel to- like KD is one of those, like, can't really do nothing about it, neither.
0: He's soft now, though. I'm what was keep your... You it. <laughs> what was your welcome to the NBA moment?
1: Oh. Uh, Welcome to the NBA moment.
2: Like, where you realize, like, yeah, shit, this is, like, the NBA, like, did somebody go at you, get a bucket on you, like...
1: Uh, no, I feel like, I feel like, so, it was my, we, we had a practice, we playing, like, 5-on-5, five five and, uh, we scrimmaged in, it was like, you know, Magic Johnson just sitting watching Rob Palenko just watching practice, and then LeBron scored, like, five threes in a row to win the game. So, like, he scored a three, we're going back, we just we miss a score shot, whatever. Next possession he scored a three again. We do, it's our ball, we do score, whatever. He comes back, he scored a three again, and he did it five times, and his last time, he did one dribble, like, one-legged pull-up from a three, and he won the game over that one.
0: That, that, that was crazy. That's a Twitter clip, isn't it? I think I've seen that on, like, something like that on Twitter.
1: Dude, he scored five possessions in a row, threes, and the last one was of one leg. Like, we pressured him, one leg fading away of the backboard. That was crazy.
0: Describe Tom, Thibodeau, Tom Thibodeau's coaching style in one word.
1: Oh. Um. It's hard in one word, but well, give me, I give like me as
0: little words as you can to accurately describe it.
1: It's like really, really methodical, I would say, and like really strict. Yeah, like you can't get you can't get out of lines, and it's like it, it's super close to uh to college college coaching. I understand. Has your video Not super game, close, but closer, closer, closer than any other. Closer than any other coaches, as in like intensity-wise.
0: Has your video game habit from I mean the year that we played together has it changed when you got to the NBA, or do you still sit in a dark room and grind on the PC?
1: Uh no I still do that but a little less <laughs> <laughs> a little less because we have a little more games but uh yeah I still I still I uh, for the people
2: that don't know we, do that. we would literally walk by the we had study rooms in McCarthy and Speed would be oh, with yeah. like he'd be with like three energy drinks and his laptop with headphones yeah, on, yeah. and headphones on in a
0: dark ass room just gaming like
3: crazy.
2: <laughs>
0: You wouldn't be able to talk to him, nothing. I came and studied for finals, and one of like the third floor was taken away. I went down to the second floor. Lights were off. My, like, all right, cool. Open the door, Speed, How long are you gonna be in here? Absolutely no reply, no nothing. I was like, all right, locked <laughs> in, close the door. Sweet,
1: <laughs> oh. I don't
2: know. Do you do you follow follow along with uh, with, K- with K- football a lot or not really?
1: I mean, right now, this since they started winning games,
2: what? Uh, how many games do you think they're gonna win this year?
1: Uh, first of all, I don't know how many games in the season, so I ain't gonna lie to you. Like 11, 12? 11, 12 Oh, so, so they they won one, right? Two. They they just beat Illinois. Last one was Illinois.
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Oh, they beat two. Uh, so it's twelve you games. Win
2: six to go to a bowl game.
1: How many? Six. They won't say yet, right? Yeah, yeah. I I I'll give it eight. Nah, nah, that's a, ah. I'll do eight. I'll do eight. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good. Uh. That's a good. Uh.
2: Good number. What do you think, yeah. Chris?
0: If we win eight football games, I mean, I went last week into the Illinois game as Friday night. That's the first time I like felt that environment since two thousand eight, two thousand nine. I had a damn blast. If we win eight football games. I don't want to say anything. Dude, when I was Rachel.
1: there, they won like they. I think they won maybe two games in four years. That's kind of like preseason games and and like we they, lost. They,
0: we lost like two or three preseason games
1: throughout your. They be losing losing the D two school, D three. I was like, I was like, damn, that's we. Uh- and we used to just go to tailgate and go to first half, and the stadium was wide, like nobody was there. Right now, I saw the pictures and videos. I was like, God. Ah, man. Yeah.
0: It's booming. Like high. literally,
1: I was like, "Jeez." Me
0: and Mitch would, well, we would. We lived next to the uh, stadium our last year there. When football games were going on, and we were bored after practice or whatever, we would. You didn't say mention? No, that was our that was our condition. Our fifth year was that we were able to live off campus. We wanted to come back. Coach, I was like, "Yeah, cool." I don't know how we had that negotiation power, but we had a house. But we oh, would. Well. We would go to the stadium when we were bored, and go get like a soda and nachos, and sit in the stands, and probably not have a person within a hundred feet of us. And we just sit there, no one would come talk to us, nothing. We just walk into the stadium and just sit there and eat nachos and drink sodas or whatever. Like Lily, that's what we did on Saturday when we were bored.
1: Wow.
2: Well, speed. Uh, I I wanted to wrap, let's wrap this up. I wanted to say thank you so much for coming on. It's been amazing. Uh, we we appreciate you and all you all you've done for KU and and we wish you the best of luck here coming up this next year at the Celtics. Uh, Chris, take it away.
0: Hey that does it for our episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. Speed, thank you for being a part of it. Rock talk baby.